it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. Hello there. Good to see everybody. Do you have a live studio audience? Or you I, yeah, it was, yeah, it was good to see everybody. <laughs> I'm Chad Brendel. In for Mo Egger. It, it feels like it's been a while. Really, it's just it's just been a while since I've had the opportunity to work with the main man Taryn Bland. But uh, you know, it's good to it's good to be on the mic. It's really good to be on the mic on June 2nd and still have kind of a, you know, a lot of relevant Reds conversation. In this business, that is not always a guarantee. Consider last year they were out of contention by oh, I don't know, April 1st. It felt like but a big series ahead a big weekend ahead four games with the brewers the reds are three and a half out of first place and they have an opportunity this weekend to kind of make a statement in the national league central and yet all the while There's still a huge question looming over this franchise, and that is when will we see the number one prospect in all of baseball, Ellie De La Cruz. There was a lot of belief that it could be today. I I look on Twitter right now, Taryn Bland, In a national trending topic is very simply Ellie De La Cruz. National trending topic, Ellie De La Cruz. Everybody in baseball wants to see the kid. And the Reds, for whatever reason, Reasons will possible reasons we'll discuss. I'll take your calls, 513-749-1530, and get your opinion on why this hasn't happened. What are we waiting on? Shouldn't the number one prospect in baseball who is now proven he can be a big-time player at the AAA level? Proven that the things that he did at the lower levels of the minor leagues are not a fluke. 
that they have worked at the highest levels of the minor leagues. And yet here we wait with no Ellie De La Cruz. Is it, I think here is, here is my concern with all of this right now. The Reds have had a trust issue. Let's just call it what it is with their fans over the past 14 months, just since opening day last year. And you now have a fan base that kind of reluctantly is starting to get behind this team because this team's pretty fun to watch. And instead of continuing to build upon that fan base, you are continuing to give the fan base a reason to question the direction. Where is this headed? Why is it headed in that direction? Why are we still waiting for the debut of Ellie De La Cruz? So on a day when, you know, you're going into a huge weekend series, you've got the division leaders in town, you're coming off a 5-1 and one road trip, you should have all the momentum in the world, and instead of an additional shot in the arm and the, the radio airwaves and the fan base and Twitter and Facebook and anywhere else that people talk about these things would be bursting at the seams with excitement for the debut of Ellie De La Cruz. Instead, you have questions. Why aren't we going to get to see him? And how long is it going to be? And is that the right move? And what is the right move? We'll talk about the Brewers series. The Reds coming off an 8-2 loss in Boston. Tied 2-2 in the 7th. Excuse me, tied to two in the eighth. And then uh, Herget comes in, gives up five runs, or uh, five hits, six runs, all of them earned, two walks, a home run, and what was a very close game, a tie game in the bottom of the eighth, ends up in a Red Sox blowout. The Reds, offensively, not great. Two runs, seven hits, only 12 total bases in the game. And that's one of the other things that, look, I've been beating this drum since February when spring training started that this franchise did not do enough. just in case this team was competitive. Where? The bullpen. And it didn't have to be that they had to go out and spend $40 million on a bullpen. But if you would have spent an extra 10 to $12 million and gone out and gotten a couple extra arms, veteran arms that could eat innings, especially behind a young starting staff, you'd be in a lot better shape. And continuously, 
it has been a bullpen. Have they surprised a little bit? Sure, they've surprised a little bit so far this season. However, do you feel comfortable? It's why I don't feel comfortable about the the reality of this team competing at the highest level, even in a in a week in El Central. Do you feel comfortable knowing that this bullpen is is going to have to be very good? Very good. Sure. You've got some guys that have been been solid. Alexis Diaz has been incredible. Alex Young has been very solid, 286 ERA in 24 appearances. Buck Farmer uh, doing probably a little bit more than than many expected. 24 appearances, 260 ERA. But Fernando Cruz, 747 in 12 games. Ian Jabal uh, had the the bad. He had he had been okay, but he had the blow up. 26 games, uh, 376 ERA. Lucas Sims hasn't been able to find it yet. 18 innings, uh, 4.15 ERA, and that was after a, a stretch where he was pretty good. Uh, Riviere San Martin, 707 ERA. Kevin Hergett, 530 ERA. Um, there's just not enough depth in this bullpen, I don't think, to be a team that that finishes over 500. Finishes with 85, 87 wins that it's probably going to take to win this division. And that's just that, that's just trying to keep myself realistic. And, you know, Graham Ashcraft and Nick Lodolo, Ashcraft in 11 starts, his ERA's five and a half. Lodolo has been on the shelf, but in seven starts, his ERA was 629. So two of the three guys you were counting on at the top of your rotation to be stalwarts have had very rough patches. Hunter Green has been, if you ever want to know why uh, pitcher win-loss record uh, is is less than relevant, Hunter Green, one and four. He's got a 392 ERA and 12 starts. 88 strikeouts and 12 starts. But his problem has been pitch count and getting into that bullpen earlier than you want to. So there are still, I am excited about the direction. And I think I would have been surprised if you told me that that's where this team was going to be uh, as we go into the beginning of June. But the young talent that's coming up through the system that Nick Crawl did a great job uh, in actually properly restocking a farm system. And some of these guys are moving along rapidly through that farm system. But the people above him did not give him enough ammo to properly build this roster for a team that, oh, look, it's June 1st and they're in contention. That's not good. 
It's not good if you're a Reds fan. Because you want to be excited. You want to feel like, okay, we're, we're pointed back in the right direction. But then you have one major area of the team, which is one of the biggest uh, areas of neglect, that's only half carrying their weight because they took a gamble that they were going to go with a bunch of guys that were unknown. Got a little tickle in my throat, Taryn. <clears throat> um, we'll get to some UC stuff uh, and a really interesting basketball roster. And, and it begs the question, can you still win big in college basketball? Interesting and good or bad? Like they're they're huge. They have four guys, six eleven plus. Two seven footers. Three of those guys are gonna potentially, if if the waivers come through, three of those guys are gonna be their 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 top of their roster players. And the game has gone small. So is there room to zig while the other guys are zagging? Right? Like it's it's kind of like what the Falcons are doing in the NFL, you know? Everybody's running or throw, 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 throw. The Falcons are like, all right, well, you're light in the box. Teams don't have, you know, 255-pound linebackers anymore because everybody's got to cover. Let's see if we can have success running it down people's throats. It's an interesting question. We'll get to that, and then uh, we'll talk a little Bengals. Not a lot of Bengals right now. It's kind of in that quiet period. Uh, Paying a quarterback over building your roster. An interesting article on ESPN uh, that was out today that we I want to get to. We've got Clay Snowden coming up at 3.30. We've got Richard Skinner at around 4.20. And uh, all that and more. And you. Give us a call. 513-749-1530. We will get to that and much more right after this. Cincinnati's Sports Station, ESPN, 1530. Oh, yeah. Around, around, around. Classic. Classic. I had a, uh, Aaron, I went to, uh, Memphis over the weekend this past weekend for uh, for an AAU tournament. So that meant, you know, eight hours in the car there, eight hours in the car on the way back. Right. A lot of, lot of quality radio time. A lot of quality uh, my thumbs up on Pandora that I've accumulated over like. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection and I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 15, 17 years hmm. that uh, it, the, the, it got to work out. All the, all the hits were consumed over the weekend. That makes the trip go by faster when you don't have to skip the songs. You can just let it let it ride. Well, yeah, that's my that's why I have Pandora like their premium service because it just remembers everything you've ever given a thumbs up to in the history of your account. So I think I've got five hundred and thirty songs in my thumbs up list, and you can tell that my favorite part of it is you can tell like oh I was on I was on a hip hop kick at that whatever that period was. It was heavy, like, I was on Outcast Radio for a while there. Oh, Dr. Dre Radio made a run. Ooh, all right, uh, you know, some Jack White Radio made a run. Like, uh, it, it, it's it's entertaining because it weaves through. Like, I'm wondering how many people on their thumbs up have, like, Fish, Led Zeppelin, Jack White, Outcast, <laughs> Eminem. <laughs> so it was uh, it was good times. It was good times. All right, let's get out to the phones. We've got Jeff wants to talk some Reds and wants to talk some Bearcats. What's going on, Jeff? Well, I hope Achilles' last stand is on that Led Zeppelin thumbs up. Chat. Absolutely. You want to guess my favorite Led Zeppelin song, Jeff? Uh, Achilles is mine. Okay. Um, which album? Just narrow it down a little. No, come on. One guess. I, we can't. We can't uh, let this play out too long. When the levee breaks. That's a good one. I'm a fool in the rain guy. Oh, that I don't like. I, I don't you don't like, like fool in the rain? I just don't like any. That that song, Hot Dog, is the least Led Zeppelin song. And <laughs> in high school, I was King Led Zeppelin. And uh, then I went off to school and became a deadhead. Um, tomorrow night, I get to hang out with John Mayer for a little bit. There you go. And, um Sunday, we're off to Europe for 10 days. Enjoy. So a good weekend, definitely. Enjoy. Thank you, thank you. Um, I haven't caught up with John for a while, so this will be fun, definitely. Um, but I think, you know, all the stuff you're hitting on just shows the, the dichotomy between the two stadiums across each other on the banks right now. Yeah. You know, the, of course, the, the Bengals had Joe Burrow fall into their lap. Thank God they lost that game to Miami, et cetera, right. et cetera. And I don't think there's anything in, you know, baseball, there's no such thing as much of a sure thing as Joe Burrow is and was. But, I mean, it, it, just call these guys up. You know, we've, we've beaten this thing into a dead horse already. And you've, you've got this sitting right in your lap. You know, Duke can do no wrong. We, we trust Duke. If he drafts somebody in the draft, we figure the guy's going to be good. You know, Katie is going to get the Joe Burrow contract done. We know it's going to happen, and it's going to work out for both sides. And then you come over to the other stadium, and you got the Castellinis. And I, I shouldn't pick on Nick Crawl. I think Nick Crawl is only a spokes guy. Given what he's been, oh. what he's been given to work with, I think Nick Crawl's done an incredible job. Right, and I think he is. You know, unfortunately, he's the guy who gets paraded out to to speak up to sure. what's going on without a with that. With Phil's not allowed to talk to anybody it. anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, look, just, hey, Reds, look what Joe did for the Bengals. Right, Call these guys up. 
it, it seems so simple to all of us. None of us are working in front office. We don't know the dynamics, but you, you look at what's happened at PACOR, just get it over with. And if they sink, they sink. But if they swim, who knows what's going to happen? Explain to us your thinking. Like if there's a, re- a legitimate reason that you haven't brought them up yet, let us know. Well, you got them under contract for six years. Yeah, if they break the bank in arbitration, who cares? Right. Pay them. You know, that's, you, you know the system, and just, just get these guys up and let's get rolling and see what they can do. I, I, to me, it's a no-lose situation, but I've never been a major league GM either, so yeah, I don't know. Fair. Um, but, so, so how are you feeling about Bearcats football coming up on? Do they, they don't have any – do they have spring work like the pros do? They already not? did spring football. That was uh, March, usually March, right after – right around spring break through like the middle of April is spring football. So they've already done that. They're into their summer lifting and uh, workout program right now. And then right at the end of July, which it, it, we're only, you know, seven weeks from essentially football starting, um, then right at the end of July, they'll get into camp. One of the QBs transferred out, right? Ben Bryant left. He went to Northwestern. Uh, that all signs point to Emory Jones being quarterback one. They're going to run the ball a lot, I think. Do you think Evan's going to stick around? Yeah, right now he's still rehabbing a, a shoulder injury. Um, he hurt his shoulder kind of at the end of last year and played through it, tough through it. And then he tried to get started at the beginning of spring, and it just it just wasn't right. So um, he's been rehabbing that since the, the beginning of spring football. Really no word yet on when he's going to be back to 100%. Okay, and... Oklahoma is clearly the best the best opponent on the schedule. Yeah, I, I don't know about clearly. They weren't very good last year. I mean, we you know you expect okay. them to bounce back, but I don't think it's a it's a guarantee. Um, but you know uh, that should be just in name alone. That's going to be an electric game. They're in the top fifteen in pretty much everybody's rankings, so uh, people are expecting them to bounce back. But uh, you know, without Lincoln Riley. I don't think it's a sure thing that they're going to be great. And that's kind of the thing with the Big 12. If you look back at two years ago and compare it to last year, the top of the league and the bottom of the league kind of flip-flop. So uh, there's a lot of parity that's going to be interesting in that league. Well, I hope I hope there's a couple weekends at least where there's a home UC game when there's a Bengals game and I can catch one while I'm in town to see a Bengals game. That would be cool. Yeah. So. All right, Chad. Have a have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Your daughter are doing great. We're and, hanging in uh, there. Weekend. All right. Thanks, yeah. man. Talk to you soon, Jeff. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We, I want to get to Clay. We got a lot to talk about. Nick, hang on the line. We'll get to you as soon as we possibly can. More after this. Cincinnati's ESPN fifteen thirty. ESPN fifteen thirty. Welcome back, Cincinnati's ESPN fifteen thirty. Chad Brendel, in for Mo Egger. I mean, good work, Taryn. Mm. All right. 
Let's get to it. First guest of the day, my guy Clay Snowden from Just Baseball to talk some Cincinnati Reds. Clay, did that did that intro music, the bumper music, get you hyped up a little bit? Are you a tribe called Quest guy? What a great way to start a Friday, right? I know, like that had a party groove to it. Yeah, and the the Reds are playing good baseball. I mean, spirits are high right now. (laughs) Clay, take me through uh, watching this team exceed expectations at the moment. Uh, I know I I gripe about the bullpen, but there have been bright spots in the bullpen this year. There have been, in spite of... You know, your three young guns at starting pitching, uh, starting pitchers not being elite yet, the Reds are finding a way. They are. They are. And, you know, the recent stretch, um, when the Yankees came to town, it kind of seemed, okay, you know, new city connect, kind of some buzz, like, you know, Matt McClain's up, and then they got swept and, you know, it's all doom and gloom. Well, they played good baseball since then, really, and they've just come off of a sweep of the Cubs. Um, last night, they were on the verge of sweeping the Red Sox, yeah. and it kind of blew up in the eighth inning. But, Chad, we were – you know, the Reds are in Boston, have won two close games, almost blew up one, came up in clutch situations, and then just were – in there with the Red Sox to the very last bit of it. Like, that that's not something that we expected. That was a series we all expected before the season would be a big loss. You know, it would not It would be ugly. If it would look Green like the Yankee series did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I love what I'm seeing. I think Matt McClain coming up kind of brought some energy. You know, oh, it's a move oh. that is for the better total overall for the team the team got better when they brought him up and other players see that even though he's just a rookie like team the players in that clubhouse know our team got better today and that helps everybody play a little bit better so you mentioned it matt mcclain coming up a little bit of a spark gave the team a little bit of energy uh ellie de la cruz do you do you have a valid reason as to why he is not making his major league debut tonight you know, today was the date that I thought was most likely. About two weeks ago, I, I pinpoint, you know, Friday series against first place Milwaukee at home, bring the kid up, let's see what happens. Um, well, no, I don't have a reason. In in my opinion, and I, I think I'm pretty level-headed with this stuff. Like, you're very level-headed. That's so, why I call you. You're, you're not too high. You're not too low. Yeah, and um, I think that he has done everything that he needs to do to this point. 21 years old now. The one thing that may scare the the Reds, but he, here's here's my thing. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Jordan Walker, similar age, 21 years old, just got called up to begin the season with the Cardinals. Top mm-hmm. five prospect, just like Ellie. Struggled, got sent down. Now he's back up as of yesterday. I think the Reds' management's afraid of something like that. But guess what? You can't be. You Don't can't be, be afraid. running this team scared. If it's time to bring up Ellie De La Cruz, which I think it is, which I'm pretty sure everyone thinks it is, and I know Ellie thinks it is, <laughs> as the 115-mile-per-hour exit velos speak for themselves, I, I, I just don't know if they're playing scared. I don't want to say that that's exactly what I think. But if that is the case, that's concerning. Um, 
I wrote a just baseball this week. You can call them up. You don't have to shift the entire infield around like some people suggested for this season. Put them at third base. Keep everybody else. McLean's played a great shortstop. If you want to move Ellie to short, you can do that going into next season with the whole offseason to figure everything out. You don't have to move vets around. You don't have to move established players. It's just an easier transition. We've seen that in Baltimore with the number one prospect, Gunnar Henderson, shortstop. He's playing third base this year. Bring him up, find a spot for him, and you know it doesn't mean he has to be third base for the rest of his right. career. Just try to get the best lineup you can right now because, believe it or not, the Reds are not out of this yet. As of today, we can only speak for today. Do I think that they're going to be in it all year? No. But as of today, you've got to play like you're still in it because they are. Is this why? Is this exactly why you don't ignore something like the bullpen like they did this year with the with the thought process? Very clearly to me, the thought process was we're rebuilding. This is not going to be a good year. We're not going to waste money uh, getting, you know, and I, I'm not even talking about overhauling the bullpen, Clay. I'm talking about going out and and getting two or three guys at like the the three to five million dollar a year level, veteran arms that can that can give you experience, give you some length, give you some depth, and and you bring them in and you add them to your bullpen, and and then just in case you're in a situation I, I, where you can you can make a run, now you've got one of the elite closers in baseball, and Alexis Diaz. And, and you've got some young guys littered in with some veterans, and and you're not. It doesn't feel like you're you're shooting a game of craps uh, every other I, night I, when, when you get to the middle of your bullpen. And I think one thing, and I'm not saying you're doing this, Chad, but I think one thing that some people forget is free agency goes both ways. Sure. And people that work in that three to five million dollar bullpen arm are usually players that are looking. You know, they're good, but they maybe need a bounce back year. And if I need a bounce back year, I'm not signing one year to pitch in Great American Ballpark. That's fair. I'm pitching but... elsewhere, trying to find a spot where I can get innings. Now, they could overpay a little bit and get good arms. They've done it in the past. It's not impossible. Um, I think what they were seeing was, Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That they didn't expect it to be like this. I didn't think that they expected it to, you know, Spencer Steer has been absolutely incredible. I think he's better than what we all expected, right? He's kind of the forgotten guy in all the deals that Nick Kroll made. He is, and he shouldn't be. Right. Um, but once once they get called up, you know, I, I think Ian Jabot is a good pitcher in the bullpen, and Alexis Diaz has been one of the best. He is a 
uh, strikeout rate, which is out of this world <laughs> good. Um, and Lucas Sims is a good pitcher too. Like they have a couple pieces that I think are good, but I agree. They could always have used one or two more bullpen arms. Um, I always say that's the last thing to focus on when you're in this stage because you typically find those in free agency in a trade and they're pretty easy to acquire compared to other positions. So if you're going to spend money elsewhere, like you know, the bullpen of a rebuilding team shouldn't matter too much. Now the Reds are playing better and it looks like that rebuild might be, you know, coming. We always said 2024 is the opening of the window. Sure. And that usually means like, yeah, you'll be okay. You'll win 72, 78 games, something like that, but you're not contending. They're showing that they have some pieces that might accelerate that a little bit. I don't want to get out ahead of it. I don't want to say, you know, they're going to make the playoffs next year, but it is kind of looking like, okay, maybe they aren't as far away. Now the starting pitching, I have concerns there. I really do. I mean, Ben Lively's been fantastic. Really happy for a 31-year-old to yeah. come back and pitch the way he has. That's amazing for him, and he's helped this team a ton. I'm not relying on Ben Lively long-term. I think Brandon Williamson's been okay. I'm not, you know, putting too much – I'm not going into next year with Brandon Williamson as no. a lock for the rotation. Hunter Green's been really good. Nick Lodolo's injured and was struggling before. Graham Ashcraft is is struggling. Um, I, I think the rotation is really what's going to make or break how this team looks, not only the rest of this year, but even into next year. Yeah, I mean, that's it's going to be very interesting. Money is going to have to be spent on pitching, starting and And there's bullpen. no more excuse. Yeah. There's no more excuse. The Votto contract will be off the books. Moustakas has already been bought out. You have guaranteed contracts past next season. All you have is Hunter Green's extension of $10 million a year. Right. So you uh, have money. There's money there, and the excuses are no longer. Give me a quick preview of this Brewer series, including tonight what looks like potentially a mountain with Williamson v. Burns. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Burns hasn't been fantastic this year, but we know the, the talent he has, and he has a track record. And I don't think the lineup tonight is the best lineup that it could be. And that's not just me saying, oh, Ellie Daly Cruz should be in there. Even without him, I think the lineup could have been better. Huge series. With less divisional games this year, the ones that you play are going to mean so much more. And that's why I thought Ellie coming up tonight was a perfect spot. Doesn't look like it's happening. So the, the, the Brewers are a good team. They're kind of one of those boring teams that are good that nobody really likes. You know, they're they're kind of like the San Antonio Spurs when they were good. Like, <laughs> what's sexy about them? I don't know, but they're freaking good. You know, they, right. they put together good at bats. Um, they they have a great pitching staff. Um, I'm I, I wouldn't expect the Reds to you know can, can, you know they're they're winning ways to continue through this weekend in a sweep or two out of three or anything, but four game um, series. Sorry, sorry, yes. Three um, out of four. So, <laughs> right, right. Get a split, but, right? That's know, my thought process going into the weekend. Split. Get a split. If you can get a split, I think that's awesome. I, I, I think that is really good. And I think people have to remember it's 162 games. It is a long, long season, and yeah. sample size matters there. And Staying alive by splitting, and even as, as downer as it sounds, even winning one of three in a series or whatever it may be, like – that matters too. You, you, 
they all count the same. The wins do. You got to start racking them up, and the Reds are doing that right now. Tell them where to find you. Um, on Twitter, Clay underscore Snow S N O. Over at JustBaseball.com, this week put out a piece about Ellie De La Cruz and figuring out how he fits into the infield. Put out a piece of why the Reds should not trade Jonathan India as well. There you go. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks as always. Thanks. Have a good one. There you go. Clay Snowden, Just Baseball. That's my go-to guy when I'm on these airwaves. If we're going to talk Reds, I'm going to call Clay. He keeps it right down the middle, and uh, he's very fair, and uh, I love the way he covers the team. All right, let's take a break. We'll get to a caller when we come back. Thanks for hanging on, Nick. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Streaming Cincinnati's ESPN 1530 from iHeartRadio. You're deep in the bag. I challenged you today before the show. You are deep in the bag today. We're, we went away from hits. We're going to we're going to killer B cuts essentially. E forty, bringing the heat. All right, let's get back to the phones here before we uh, before we hit the bottom of the hour or top of the hour. Let's go to Nick. Nick, thanks for waiting so long. I greatly appreciate it. You want to talk Absolutely. some Reds, Red Sox What's last up, night? Dad? Not much, man. Yeah, man, tearing it. Taryn is just tearing it up today with the bumper I music. I, I love know. it. Hey, uh, before I ask my question to you, uh, tell me, did you at least get a little of Quim and I on your road trip Always. to Memphis? And back? Of course, of course. In my my humble opinion, hands down, one of the most underrated hip hop albums of all time. I go back and forth, Nick. Uh, like uh, Quim and I and AT Aliens were both so incredible. It depends on what like what mood I'm in when you ask me as to which one is my favorite. Yeah, I'm kind of like that too. I throw Stankoni in there too, but it's definitely Stankoni uh, was a little weird. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was a little out there, but it was a good one. It was great. Yeah. It's just a little weird. <laughs> What's up? Hey, you know, um, with regards to last night, I'm sitting there watching. It felt like, and these last several games have just felt like playoff-type atmosphere. Um, but I'm sitting there watching, and I thought, you know, what could they have done? And granted, they weren't going to call up Ellie De La Cruz while they're in Boston. I no. get it. What could they What could they have possibly done in the lineup um, with him last night? It, you know, even tonight, it, it, we got Zach Brown and uh, – you know, heading up the uh, post-game concert. You got the City Connects. You got the biggest series in probably two years. Um, why not call him up today? Uh, my, I, I'm of the opinion now that this this ownership group, um, and I think Clay hit the nail on the head. He said, you know, they're 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 basically managing the team like they're scared. Um, I, I'm of the opinion now that they don't want to win this year. They really, I I mean, I, I don't see any other way around it they they've had these opportunities to get these guys in there shot shots in the arm you've seen what matt mcclain right. has done for this team why not get ellie de la cruz in there? or at least like you said earlier at least tell the fans and everybody wondering out there you know the 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 non-casual reds fan the one that listens and watches every day tell us why he's not up there what's your what's your thought process with all that what why are they not doing this i can't figure it out honest question nick how would you feel better about the situation if Nick Crawl or David Bell said, "Look, we're we're going Brewers Dodgers here over the next week," that's a lot to ask for a young kid to come up and and have to face those two pitching staffs in his you know his first 
six ten whatever major league games we're we're looking out for his best interest we know it's a risk because he could give us a shot in the arm but you know that that's kind of our our thought process is he can continue to stay hot and then come up here and help us you know when things cool down a little bit when we get the rockies in in 10 days or whatever it is i i think i would feel better if they were just like hey this is what we're thinking yeah just just be straightforward Tell us why, you, why you're not bringing him up at this time. I mean, everybody and their brother that's been following him knows that, uh, that he's coming at some point. Why not do it now? And if you're not going to do it now, at least be honest with us and tell us why you're not. So yeah. thanks for taking my call, Chad. Appreciate keep, it, Nick. Keep that bumper music going, man. Oh, yeah, that's what we it. do here when it's me and Taryn. We love it. Love it. Thanks, keep man. Keep it going. Yep. Real quick, Mike in L.A. before we hit the bottom of the hour. Mike, what's going on, my brother? Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Why is it always all always real quick when Mike from LA calls? Anyway, well, you're at the bottom of the you're at the end of the hour, so I'm up against it. Well, I could call back anyway. That's uh, fine. How's the family doing? Hanging in there. the The puppy has definitely been a saving grace. You don't really think about it at the time, but she she's got a great personality. She's super sweet, and she keeps me busy all day, so it keeps me from uh, getting too down. So uh, the oh, puppy has that's been a awesome. Great idea. That was a great idea, Chad. And I've talked to other folks who have uh, ended up with some uh, animals if, in fact, they didn't have one uh, in, in light of the circumstances. So kudos to you, and I'm sure the children enjoy it as well. Oh, Kelsey, the, her and Kelsey are, are buds, so it's been great. Forever. Um, I know one thing. I've never lived. I've lived in quite a few major cities in America in my 70 years. And I have never heard a fan base put this much emphasis on a guy coming up from the minor leagues. Uh, Mike, so but, but Mike. Well. I wish him well. Mike. He, he hits the ball harder than all but like two guys in in the world. And he, the he, Mickey he, Mantle or Shohei Otani or something? I mean, it's, it's, it's Trout and uh, Stanton. Those are the only two guys that have hit balls harder than him. Yeah, but he's hitting balls in AAA. He's not hitting balls in the major. I've then why doesn't everybody do great, it, Mike? Why why isn't everybody yeah, down there hitting 118 mile an hour, or 118 mile an hour, 465 foot home runs? Well, people are acting like this is going to resurrect the entire. One guy can't resurrect anything. You Nobody's know as well as I do. He's the There's most exciting prospect in baseball. It's okay for people to be excited about it. No, no, no. I I know it is. I'm just saying. I hope that it pans out for the red stands and for him. Sure. I do. We all do. But, uh, well, I mean, he's, uh, he's the most physically gifted player I've seen in this organization since my favorite red of all time. Eric Davis. Eric the red. That's it. So I, I'm hey, excited for him. Question. That's a good question. Your five favorite reds of all time. I got mine locked into my brain. I mean, so much of it is, is tied to, you know, being a, a, a young young baseball diehard and, and seeing my team win the World Series. So yep. Eric Davis, uh, Jose Rijo was was an absolute favorite of mine. Joey Votto, uh, I loved Johnny Cueto. And number five, I'd have to get back I to you on number five. Put you on, I need to put you on the spot. I just thought it might be fun. My favorite guy, my, the, the, most, the most infamous red of all time is Beta Penson. I'll give you uh, that. I'll give you that. 
tremendous ball player. Yeah. And then of course Frank Robinson, uh, Eric the Red, uh, Paul O'Neill, who I still think nobody ever talks about. What a great ball player. And I'm drawing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Don Gullick. Don the only problem with probably, picking five is that you've got like ten names that that can fit into that that spot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, so you get you, real quick. You got NBA. You give Miami any shot at all, or no sweep, or a couple games. Or I think what? five. I think I think Nuggets in five. The Nuggets right now are too good. Their offense is just so damn near impossible to stop with what. Jokic and and Murray are doing right now. I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked if if the Heat got two, but I'm I would be pretty surprised if it goes more than six. Taryn's not going to well, like that, but they're, well, they're comparing them now to. They're saying you know if the Nuggets win, who cares? And and there and that was kind of the way it was with the Spurs as opposed to the Lakers when Shaq and you know. But but guess what. This Nuggets team is fun to watch. This isn't the Spurs that were incredibly boring, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they were kind of. Yeah, they were. They were great, no, but they it, just man. weren't a lot of fun to watch. I watched this this Nuggets team, and I mean that's offensive basketball, man. Like the the way the ball pops, the way that the Jokic can can find guys and pass guys open. They get easy looks. They like they they are a fun offense to watch. Two best defensive NBA players I've ever seen. One with the Spurs, Bruce Bowen. Yeah. Bruce Bowen was a shutdown small forward. And Michael Cooper was the only guy that could shut down Larry Bird to, a, to an extent. Two, two, two so, outstanding defensive players. Oh, really terrific. Thanks for the time, and I'm glad to hear the family's doing well, Chad. God bless you, brother. Appreciate it, Mike. We'll talk soon. Thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. All right. There we go. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up. Cincinnati's ESPN, 1530. 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. Here we go, hour number two. Cincinnati's ESPN, 1530. Chad Brendel in for Mo Egger. Just today. Don't you got next week too? Sometime. Uh, I've got Thursday next week, and then I'm uh, I'm gonna be in Orlando for volleyball AAU nationals for my for my little tyke. And then when I come back, the day after I get back, I think I'm on Tuesday through Friday, and then back again the next Monday. So, yeah. Get a whole week of me coming up. I know everybody's super excited about that. We know that's most vacation time before the Bengals kick in. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, it's it's literally like three and a half, three weeks away. Hopefully by then the Reds are still <laughs> in the thick of things. You know how this goes when you're when you're operating in margins as thin as the Reds are operating you can go into contention and back out of contention in a hurry. So let's hope that they uh, they keep it up. Uh, Xavier falls in round one, the NCAA regional in Nashville. They lose to Oregon five to four. 
Uh, Oregon uh, comes back after trailing four to three. They score two runs in the bottom of the seventh and get the game one win. Uh, Xavier will play the loser. I think Vanderbilt in Eastern Illinois, I want to say. Correct. Uh, probably Eastern Illinois. Vanderbilt's really good. Uh, the, you know what you don't want, though? If you're Xavier, you do not want an upset in that game. Because then you're playing Vanderbilt, who's always one of the best teams in the country, with elimination on the line in their place. Not great. Reds fall 8-2 to two last night. Rough night for Kevin Hergett out of the bullpen. Six runs uh, in the eighth. And Boston salvages one in the series. The Reds have a 5-1 and one road trip. They come home playing their best baseball of the season. And they get the first place Milwaukee Brewers. Reds three and a half back. Williamson v. Burns, just like we all drew it up. <laughs> As my guy Clay Snowden mentioned, Burns has 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 been okay. He has not been the you know Cy Young uh, type so far yet this season. He's four and four with the three sixty eight ERA, but. That man has earned his reputation, and uh, it's going to be a tough one for the Reds this evening. But they get four in Great American Ballpark, and get a split. You know, would it be great if you take three or four and you make up a couple games on first place? Absolutely. Get a split here, and you're still feeling pretty good. You, you get the Dodgers, and then kind of a, a an easy. I don't want to say easy, but it lightens up a little bit from there. So, let's see. Brewers, Dodgers, Cardinals, uh, St. Louis, that series next weekend in St. Louis. Uh, they've been playing better, but we, we've seen the Reds play well against this iteration of the Cardinals. Then you get the Royals, uh, so you get six there. Astros obviously will be difficult on the road, but then on the 19th, you come back home Rockies uh, for three and then the Braves, Orioles, Padres. So the end of the month toughens back up. Um, but tread water in these six, the, or these next uh, seven, you know, go three and four, four and three, keep yourself hanging around. Uh, and then you feel good going into the middle of the month. Um, let's get a little Bengals here. Uh, a very long article on ESPN.com today discussing the the, tri- the title of the article is The Tricky Business of Building Winning Rosters Around Franchise Quarterbacks. And basically, the art- article has a lot of words uh, with the point basically being you better hope you have a quarterback that understands he needs to have good players around him. And if he has good players around him, then he can win. And then the rest all takes care of itself. And they mentioned Joe Burrow multiple times in there, especially that him and uh, Justin Herbert are, you know, in that window to get their extensions. And you could be in a situation where they're kind of one is waiting for the other because whoever goes first, the next guy is going to get a little bit more. Uh, so maybe you're you're waiting to see, okay, uh, Jalen Hurts and and Lamar Jackson have gotten their deals. The next guy is going to get a little bit more than those guys. 
And then the guy that goes last is going to get get the most money, hypothetically, in theory. You think Herbert's getting more than Hurts or Jackson? Yeah, I think that that's how highly the Chargers value him. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I, I think the Chargers feel like, you know, a lot of this Taryn is is perception, and they want their guy to to be to to feel like they value him at the the highest level of the NFL. And, and the reason you have to do that, like you have to do that, because what you don't want is you found one. And in two years, because you didn't, he didn't feel like you treated him right. He's looking for the exit. He's asking for a trade, or you know, he's making waves. Um, you want everything with your. If you finally get that franchise quarterback, you want everything to be as smooth sailing as humanly possible. But I, I don't feel any concern with Joe Burrow. I, I, I think Joe Burrow, as much as anybody, understands. If we win, everything will take care of itself. And I, you, you can say this because it's not my money, but, but is there really a difference between getting fifty million and getting fifty-two million a year? I, I, there is, I know, but but you get my point in the larger picture. Joe Burrow's a guy that I I don't think is going to bleed you for every penny he can get. I think he's going to say, pay me a, a fair amount, pay me commiserate with, with all the other guys that are in my league, which is basically Patrick Mahomes, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Pay me the guys that are in my league, pay me you know $5 more, whatever the case may be. Let's make a team-friendly deal that allows me to keep Jamal. It allows me to keep T. And we'll keep it moving. So I just don't think there's a whole lot of concern over is Joe going to do the smart thing? I don't want to say the right thing because there is no right or wrong. Is he going to do the smart thing that allows him to win at a high level for a long period of time in his career? And I think he will. I don't think Bengals fans really have any concern about that, do they? I think you know how Joe Burrow, like how his mind works, how he ticks. How he ticks is winning football games and the rest will take care of itself richard skinner up next cincinnati's espn 1530 espn 1530 cincinnati available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app now number one for podcasting espn 1530 an iHeartRadio station Feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster type player plays his cards right. A real gangster type player never runs his mouth. The memories. The memories. Let's get back to it. Local 12 digital content editor and all around Cincinnati sports historian. My man, Richard Skinner, who is, uh, I believe, in a press box right now. What's going on, Skinny? Well, there's no press box here at Xavier University's Hayden Field, but I am here getting ready to do public address for the uh, Elder Moeller Division One Regional Championship game, and it's going to be off the hook. This place is going to be packed and rocking. It's a great facility. Uh, they don't have a press box yet, but they're going to get one here supposedly in a few years and rebuild the stadium, so it'll look really nice. 
Yeah, it's uh, that should be Elder Moeller for a regional title. Holy crap. <laughs> Turn off the lights it on the west intense. side. I was it was intense during the semifinal round yesterday. West Claremont pushed Moeller to the brink. Uh, Moeller came back with a big bottom of the sixth, um, but it was an intense crowd. And then Elder Mason, uh, Mason's a, a great program, had a great season. That was intense as well. So I can only imagine the intensity of tonight. I mean, I'm looking in the stands. They don't have a lot of seating here, but there's a lot of places you can stand. And people actually are across Victory Parkway sitting um, by, I guess, technically the front entrance of the university, if you will. There's already a bunch of people up on that hillside. They're expecting about 1,200, 1,400 people here wow. uh, at a facility that seats about 300 to 500. So it is going to be. And there's a bunch <laughs> of people here already, so it's going to be crazy. That should be a, should be a great time. Uh, Skinny, it makes sense of why we are not talking about the major league debut of Ellie De La Cruz today? That's a great question, Chad. And I heard you pose that to an earlier guest. Um, and Rick Boring and I talked about that on the podcast yesterday. And when I, he said, make a prediction, I said, I think it'll be tomorrow night because we taped it yesterday. I, I was thinking tonight. In retrospect, and, and shame on me for thinking this way, but with an already sold out crowd, do they want to get the bump right. of an Ellie De La Cruz coming up, right? I mean, I can't think, I'm trying to logically think of why not. Because there's really at this point no reason why not. You never know the Super Two date, right? I mean, it's no. It was like in, it's the beginning of April. It's the middle of April. That's long gone. The no, Super I, Two I, date. I think it's later than that. I do. I think it's later than that. Because um, I, I don't think it's been announced with the Super. But again, even if that, and I think I've said this to you before, it won't matter. If Ellie De La Cruz is great, right. you're not even have to worry about arbitration in Super Two. And no, he's going to sign a ten-year deal in year three. Correct. That's correct. So, I mean, you're not even really worrying about that. So let's take that out of the equation for starters, whatever that date would be or is or has been. So you can take that out of the equation already. Um, I don't have a good reason for it. And um, I did an earlier interview today with, with Eddie and Rocky down the dial from you, and, and they kind of asked the same thing. And, and um, Eddie wondered, or actually Rocky wondered aloud of, um, you know, is it because they're playing well that you don't need them? I said, no, that's why you do need them if right. you're playing well. It adds an extra piece to the equation. And I thought the last couple of nights – and I'm not a conspiracy theorist by trade by any stretch, and I try to connect dots that I probably shouldn't connect, but maybe you'll connect the same with me. I thought it was kind of interesting that Nick Senzel started in left field the last couple of nights. Um, I know it was to get Kevin Newman's right-handed bat in the lineup at third base, yeah. but I also wondered if it was all right, clearing so up third base. Ellie comes up, correct. You put McLean at third or Elliott at third, however you want to do it. One of those two guys plays third, and then, and then Nick's back in the mix at an outfield spot. Let's see what that looks like. Let's make sure he's comfortable. Um, and maybe he's not yet. Maybe that's part of your question, too. Maybe he's completely not yet, and you're not comfortable with it yet to where you want to do that. But at this stage, I don't care. This dude's raking enough to go, hey, bring him up. The other part of the equation is this. This is a big series, as goofy as it sounds. I know it's early. It's only in early June. But it's not like you're 12 games out against the first-place Brewers who are you know, the stud team in the, in the division. It's a Brewers team that's okay. It arguably might be the best team in the division. I still don't know that. Um, and you have a chance to really put yourself in the equation moving forward with a big uh, or, over these next handful of days. Or oh, you're right, five. No, five. You're right. Sorry, five. So I mean, think about that. But I, I do wonder that again. The conspiracy theorist goes Zach Brown band concert, packed house tonight. Don't need the bump. Could use the bump tomorrow though. So we'll see if tomorrow Here, may be the magical day. But I but I have no logic. To answer your question, I have no logical reason. He, here's what Austin Elmore said to me uh, before I came on today. He said, is it maybe, and I think he was just trying to maybe play devil's advocate or just trying to think 
uh, outside the box a little bit. You got four with the Brewers and three with the Dodgers. Do you want Ellie De La Cruz going his first seven games in the majors against the pitching that he would see against those sure. those two teams? But but my point was, what if he's the reason they win two of those games? Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Correct. Or, or listen, even if he fails, and I don't even know what fail would look like with a kid like sure. that because he hasn't failed at any stretch of the imagination yet. You know, hey, if eventually it comes to, and a couple of teams have done this with prospects, bring them up, bring them out, doesn't work, you go, hey, you're still going to be great. I'm going to send you back down. If he's not mentally strong enough at his age to handle that for a brief period of time, then you've got a real issue. Um, so I, he's been mentally strong enough to come back from injury, right. to shake off a slow start in Louisville, to make adjustments they asked him to make of, hey, don't, don't chase as much, take a few more walks. He's done that. Um, I mean, everything else is eye-popping off the charts, so I, I don't have a logical reason for it. Um, like I said, the only thing I can think of is, hey, we don't need yeah. the attendance bump tonight. We might need it the next and, day or two. Well, but I, I think right now the Brewers series is going to be packed, and then you have the Dodgers come into town, and that's going to sell well. Right. So, right. And then, Skinny, the, the, here's my other big problem with not bringing him up today. The way that they have done things, that likely means we will not see him until June 19th when they come back home and play the Rockies yeah. and the Braves. And I hope it doesn't cost you. I hope we don't look back and go, huh, he could have given us three more wins and we finished two and a half games out of a playoff spot in a year where we had no business contending, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And that's the thing. You are right now. You're not contending because you're great. But in this division, you don't have to be great. Right. Heck, 85 wins might win this. And and truth be told, the way you've played since the 7 and whatever it was, 15 start, you're – trending in kind of that direction a little bit with a little added bump from him and eventually Encarnacion Strand and maybe Abbott and a return of Nick Lodolo, whatever that might look like. That's pretty good. It's not great. We're not, we're not at the great stage. I'm not asking for the great stage. The pretty good stage could get you a division, and Elliot Cruz can get you to the pretty good stage, in my opinion, because he's got a chance to be great. And that's, that's kind of the fun part and the frustrating part because it, it felt like they waited a week or two before they brought up McLean when yeah. they thought he's ready because he's got nothing else to prove. And voila, he blew up. Short sample size, good regress, all those things. I don't see it. I think he's a gamer. He's going to be a great player for a long time. And Ellie's better. And that's, that's the part that's fun and frustrating at the same time. You've been around for a while. Most exciting Reds prospect since... My my answer, I haven't seen anything like him since Eric Davis. I was going to say, he, he, uh, Barry, I saw enough in college because the College World Series was a big thing for ESPN back yeah. then, and I'd seen Barry a little bit in high school, and, and certainly Barry had tools. 
Eric had more power tools and certainly more speed than Barry. Now, again, you know, talking about a Hall of Famer, Barry became a Hall of Famer. Who knows where Eric's career would have gone if he hadn't gotten hurt. But from a tool perspective, um, yes, I mean, uh, I've, I've, I've talked in Herculean things of some of the things I watched Eric Davis do. Yeah. I, I can remember uh, the, the, the weekend uh, I got married. I had friend, a couple of friends in town were at the wedding party back in 87. And we, uh, we went to a couple of Reds Cardinals game. And on back-to-back nights, just not, not just one night, on back-to-back nights, he jumped over the center field wall to rob Jack Clark of a home run. On back-to-back nights, the home runs he hit, the home run in 90, the 80 stolen bases. I mean, all the stuff that guy can do. Yeah, I mean, The arm, I, I, the Elliot, glove. I, you know, I, I, yeah, the glove, right. Yeah, the arm, the glove, all of those things. I was talking to Charlie Goldschmidt uh, a couple weeks ago from the Inquirer who covers both the Reds and Bengals, and we were in a Bengals practice, and I – I said, man, you know, I, I knew McLean was fast. I heard he goes, no, dude, he's faster than I thought. And I saw him in person. I go, so if he's faster than you thought, I said, where's Ellie? He goes, oh, my gosh, he's faster. <laughs> well, oh, okay. I mean, he's it faster. feels like Ellie goes home to third, like like yeah. on a ground ball. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I still need to see it in person before I believe those kind of things. But, yes, I mean, all the all the metrics are off the charts. And so you're, we're all watching Matt McLean do some of the things he's doing. And you're like, this other guy's better? Because he's got, and he is, I mean, tool wise, he is better. Yeah. Knock on Matt McClain. Again, I, I love that. I think he's been great. He's been a big reason why. Oh, Matt McClain is going to be your world. favorite Red for a decade. He is, he, he is, is he is him. a Richard Skinner player. He is. I mean, he just, he does all the right things. He hustles out ground balls for, heck, he had one last Saturday, a backhand to 30. He had no business almost beating out and came yeah. with an eyelash at doing so. He just, he does everything right. And he's going to be the guy that you're going to go, Matt, sorry, we got a better prospect and you can move to third. Okay. I mean, yeah, and he's going to do it and he's going to be a great third baseman. Correct. Or eventually a great second baseman, wherever you're going to put him. So, yeah, all those things. But I'm going to answer your original question, which is kind of how we started this conversation. I have no explanation for it. I'm not sure they do yet either. I mean, you can argue, oh, we see, we need to see a couple more things if he's ready. No, he's ready. Let's let's go. He's 6'6. He has the, 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 the most. Uh, the loudest bat in baseball, the biggest arm in baseball, and he might be the fastest guy in baseball. Like, what is he doing in AAA? Yeah. It's it's like it, it's so, it's AAU so, basketball, Skinny. I was just on the road for AAU. Yeah, it's yeah. when you see a top five prospect playing sixteen and under. Yeah, that guy, that guy. You, there's there's no question that guy. So I don't know. I, I haven't watched all of Ellie highlights, but I occasionally will try to catch up on some of them. And there was a game I don't know two weeks ago, maybe some ten days ago, where he hit a pop up. And he was mad himself, kind of, I think he cursed in, in, in Spanish, <laughs> but it sounded like he was mad because he didn't barrel it, right? And it went out of the ballpark. You're like, wait a minute, that was a pop-up to shortstop. How did that go out? You know, the one over the scoreboard the other day out of the stadium. Yeah. Um, that, that's not luck. I mean, that, that's a no, dude. And I know you want to be right, 1,000% right, that this is not going to be messed up. I'm just not sure at this stage. What's here's another part. I think you came to with Matt McClain. I think they came to this realization. What else you got to prove at this stage for Ellie? What else you got to prove? Clay said something earlier. You mentioned my interview with Clay Snowden from Just Baseball. Yep. yep. Do they want to win? Does Does management Does ownership want to win this year? I don't think it was a plan, right? And the payroll suggests that, and all the things they've done suggest that. But I think it's been accelerated by some performances off some of the trades Spencer your steers performed certainly better than what you would have thought um you've gotten a little lucky with a little lightning in a bottle with a ben lively coming up and pitching well we were doing some good things here of late uh hunter green certainly is starting to starting to meet expectations 
you know, but, you know, you've had kind of a hero of the night. You've had Senzel kind of have a little bounce back. You certainly had Jonathan India show that the rookie of the year was no fluke, that last year was more injury-related probably than anything else. You found something in T.J. Friedel as a leadoff guy. Jake Fraley has flashed some power. I, I really thought he was a fourth or fifth outfielder when they traded for him, and it was kind of a throw-in, and okay, you know, maybe he can run into one occasionally against a right-hand batter. So you've had guys that exceed expectations, but once they've done that, um, what's wrong with winning on a low payroll? I think that's the time you'd love to win is when I have control of all these guys and I'm not shelling out a bunch of cash, and we're going to get incremental ticket sales because of the success. So I don't know if I believe that. I can't believe that. I, I don't believe that, to be honest with you. I think they do. I, again, I just, I'll just i defer to their decision-making, certainly, because they know better than all of us when they think a guy is ready. But I, I wrote this a few weeks ago. When do you know a guy is ready? You don't. It's a, it's a, he's done enough of this. Let's see it. And I think Ellie's done enough of this. Let's see it. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Are, are, you, are you getting one Bengals thing before we go? It's kind of the Bengals topic yeah. of the day. Uh, are you getting a little concerned? We haven't seen a Joe Burrow contract yet. There was an ESPN piece today that that he and Herbert could uh, uh, potentially be waiting for one to get the deal so the other can can make a little bit more. And are you not worried like me because Joe Burrow's going to do the right thing. Joe Burrow wants to win more than anything on the planet and he's not going to take a bad deal that that bends the franchise over the barrel. No, I, I think that both of those things are true. I, I Listen, he's going to get paid. He knows he's going to get paid. Um, I'm not worried. I wouldn't even be worried if it doesn't get done this year. I really won't. I mean, uh, I think it will. I think it'll get done before the season starts. But I won't be worried because, you know, the fifth-year option is, is still on the table. Not even on the table. It's there. It's, it's not yet. He's, he's going to be fine. He's, he's going to make $29 million. And then from a cap perspective, if something it takes you to the off season of next off season, where Joe knows he's making twenty, he knows he's making twenty nine mil right now, no matter what he does or you know right. whatever happens to him. So he's he's going to be more than fine. Um, and so if it comes to that point where you kick the cap can down the road one more year because of that, and he's aware of that, and um, they're aware of that, I think that's what it comes. I think right now we're into the whole structuring to get other guys signed, and. I think I would take comfort as a Bengals fan literally on what he said a couple of weeks ago to us uh, when we were there for his, his uh, media availability was him saying I'm involved. And that doesn't mean he's like in the negotiating room every day and on the phone every day, but him being involved means he knows what he wants. He knows what he wants to make it work for other guys. Um, and he's going to do what's right for everybody, including himself. So that's where, again, it might be kicked down the road, I don't think it will be, but if it is, I wouldn't be alarmed because it means he knows where he wants to go with this. Um, the, here's the thing. It's a very worst situation with Joe Burrow for Bengals fans. I would tell you this. He's got the fifth-year option next year, franchise tag the year after, the franchise tag the year after. I mean, again, that's a worst-case yeah. scenario. You know? The Kirk Cousins. I, so I mean, correct. Are, are you, so I'm not all that worried about it, and, and obviously he isn't either. He knows it's going to get done. They're going to do right by him. They've done it with all their quality players over the years, sometimes to their detriment. I mean, the Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap extensions were probably the right thing to do from a, from a you know, team standpoint uh, for those guys and to show that we believe in our veterans, but it ended up not being the right contract for either one, and it worked out not very well. But they're good about taking care of their own. Joe Burrow will get taken care of. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think people have to worry about that. All right, you have a great time calling that game. Hope you get a great one, man. I will. Yep, I look forward to it. Thanks, Chad. There you go. Richard Skinner.
digital content editor and uh, content machine for Local 12, local12.com. And uh, always one of my favorites to talk to when I have this microphone. Let's take a break. More after this. Cincinnati's ESPN, 1530. You know, this will be on the playlist tonight, T. A little Fire Pit, a little Day Law, a little Shaka Khan. This pop up on your Pandora playlist? I'm sure it did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Way the situation how you want, right? The loving that you claim is just a four-letter word. The third letter is inviting, so visualize the verb. You curved off. Let's uh, let's touch on. I wanted to touch on something, Taryn, because I I love a good Twitter beef. Okay. And I haven't like I've uh I've I've stayed away from Twitter beefs. I've had too much going on, and I didn't need the 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 mental drain that they cause. So I haven't been in a Twitter beef in a long time. I miss them. They're a good friend of mine. Um, <laughs> but we recently had a pretty, pretty juicy Twitter beef between C. Trent Rosecrans and Kirk Herbstreet. Yes. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet, uh, I, I would, I would say a part-time Reds fan just based on listening to him talk about the Reds. Like, I don't think he's watching every night. He said he didn't know anything about Ellie De La Cruz and he called him Matt McCain. I would say yes. He's a, a, a older Reds fan. I mean, I think he's a Reds fan. I just don't think he's like you know. And, and C. Trent, uh, who covers the Reds for the Athletic, and Ken Rosenthal, the the lead national writer for the Athletic, did a story. I I I think the title did the story injustice because the title mentioned trading Jonathan India, but I think this is where Herbie got himself caught, and I'm going to explain why C. Trent is rightfully upset with the way Herbie has uh, has gone at him for, for what he believes was the point of the article. The point of the article was not the Reds need to trade Jonathan India. The point of the article was the Reds are going to have a situation that they are going to have to deal with where they have too many guys for too few specific spots, meaning Jonathan India, Matt McLean, and Ellie De La Cruz for short and second base. They talked about third base. They talked about outfield. They talked about rotating uh, guys through and and using the DH to keep guys bats in the lineups uh, as you as you monitor, you know, getting guys days off and keeping everybody fresh. And they did mention it might come to a point where the Reds trade Ellie or trade Jonathan India. Guess what? This is the Reds. It will come to a point that the Reds probably will trade Jonathan India at some point in time in his career. Fair. But I think this is why, C. Trent. Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. 
And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Was irritated and why a lot of people, I saw a lot of comments that were along the lines of writers are the most sensitive bunch on the planet and they can't take any criticism and blah, 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 blah. You know why that is? Because I don't think Kirk Herbstreet read the article. I get read the headline. He made a reaction to the headline. And then he said what everybody says when they don't read the article. Yeah, I read the article. I read the article. Well, if you read the article, you would know that they talked about all of these things and they were not, you know, Herb Street's point was Indy is a leader. You can't take a leader out of the lineup. Uh, he's the heart and soul of this Reds team. Uh, here, here's my other thing, Taryn. Since when is Jonathan India like a nine-year MLB veteran? I've heard him compared to Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland was like 37 when he played with the Reds. This is Jonathan India's third year in the major leagues. Like This is not a, a guy that he's not Joey Votto. It's not half of Joey Votto. That's not to disparage Jonathan India. I love the way he plays the game. I love watching him play. I hope he's a red for a very long time. But for some reason, we're acting like this guy's got like nine years of service time. I, I don't understand that. But Herb Street goes after C. Trent under the guise of you're saying to get rid of the heart and soul of the team. And what it's what it was that was not the point of the article at all. There was no call to arms for the Reds to trade Jonathan India in that article. It was saying the Reds are going to have to make some decisions, and these are the you know decisions to be made as they relate to Jonathan India. There is nothing more annoying than writing something and someone either a reading it. And then acting like they didn't or or only focusing on one very tiny thing that you said or B, not reading it, reading the headline and then telling everybody swearing up and down that they did read it. When you know my article didn't say that my article said this and you're coming at me for something that wasn't there. Yeah, I think Herbie clicked on the, clicked on the link, realized you had a subscription, had to pay a subscription. It's like, no, nah, I'm not reading it. That guy makes like $7 million a year. He can afford the the oh, athletic charge is like it, 14 still. cents a month. I know he can afford For, for the afford. athletic. <laughs> but I, I, like, I get it is all I'm saying. I, I get why you're going to get defensive over that because they touched on every pretty much every possible option on what's on the table for the Reds in dealing with Jonathan India and Matt McLean, Matt McLean, Herbie McLean, and Ellie De La Cruz, who he uh, who he admits he doesn't know anything about. He doesn't know anything about 
the guy that is six foot six, has the best arm in the sport, the best, the, the loudest bat in the sport, and is faster than anybody in the sport. Doesn't know anything about him and the importance of why you want to get that guy on the baseball field. It's like saying, uh, yeah, we got Mike Vick, but Chad Pennington's our, our starting quarterback. So we're gonna we need to we need to find put Mike Vick at wide receiver. You think Herbie would have been all for that? Yeah, break. Just admit you didn't read the article. You only read the headline. That would make it far easier for everybody else. That needs an Ohio State guy. I don't like him anyway. More after this. Brenneman and Jones on baseball up next. Cincinnati's ESPN, 1530. Here we go. Third and final hour of the day is upon us. If, if you didn't know, If you didn't know, I'm Chad Brendel, owner of BearcatJournal.com. I'm sure you know by now. Find me on Twitter at Chad Brendel. If you didn't know, the Reds' first pitch tonight is in six minutes. 5-10. This one starts. Brandon Williamson against Corbin Burns. Zach Brown Band concert tonight after the game. Things are going to be popping down at the banks. Here is your Reds lineup down the dial, 700 WLW. First base, Kevin Newman, batting leadoff. Shortstop, Matt McClain. Not Matt McCain, Matt McClain. Second base and batting third, Jonathan India. In right field and cleanup, Jake Fraley, Tyler Stevenson, the DH. Batting fifth, Nick Senzel. Hitting sixth at third, Stuart Fairchild in center field. Batting seventh, Will Benson, fresh off his three-hit game in Boston, is in left. Luke Maley behind the plate, as I mentioned. Brandon Williamson is the on the mound. So, Reds connect. Uh, Taron, 5-10 start, Reds connect jerseys. Those black jerseys aren't going to be very hot in this 92-degree Friday in Cincinnati, are they? I don't know who the hell came up with that decision. Maybe go white. Maybe go white. Anything but all black. All black. Black on black. Like They look like the Bearcats. Black on black on black. I like the City Connect jerseys. Just maybe not for a 5-10 first pitch on a 90-degree day. I know, like, they they set that, like, that's going to be their Friday home jersey for the rest of the season. Don't you have to? Why can't there be common sense in sports? Why can't they just say, you know what? Just kidding about this Friday night with the 510 start. We're actually just going to go with the home. I actually think fans will understand. It's like right. we want our guys to be cool out there. Right. Just baking in the sun. The hottest sun of the day. Just baking in it. 
Unbelievable. It's so hot out there that I just brought you in a bottle of Cuervo that was in my car in the shade that was like 85 degrees. That's the first thing I said. Like, oh, that's hot. Yeah. And it was in the in the garage in the shade. No, let's let's put them in all black, head to toe. What are we doing? Not using our common sense. Our, our common sense meters are low. How about the the catch we just saw from Texas in the College World Series? That will be on Sports Center's top ten tonight. That's one, one of the best catches I've seen in a long like the the extension, uh, uh, a line drive, just a rope into right field. And the Texas right fielder, full extension, uh, looked like a, a wide receiver coming across the back of the end zone, like laying out to catch a ball. Impressive. Impressive. Reds Brewers, four-game set, like I said, begins tonight. Begins in two minutes. Two minutes that game gets underway. Two. 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 Where where were you at on the Herb Street, C Trent, spat? It got it got a little got a little heated. Herb Street even pulling the I don't know who you are to the guy that's literally been covering the team for sixteen years. Yeah, I don't believe that. Like you don't get to to call yourself a super fan and not know who the the pro, the preeminent beat writer for the team is. That's not a guy that's following the team very closely. At least to me. I mean, I would hope if you're a UC Bearcat fan, you've heard of me. I'm just kind of upset it dragged out this long. Like, it's been they, yeah, three days. Yeah. They're still, they were still going back and forth at each other yesterday. I think it died down today. I think they've they've put it to rest. Just enjoy that the Reds are relevant. Right. In June. Right. And they, they, they're, they're having an issue that every team wants to have, Taryn. There's too much talent. And you're going to have to make some tough decisions on how to get all of that talent on the field at the same time together. Yes. Oh, darn. Weren't weren't 12 months ago we were complaining that this, this roster sucked? That there was no talent anywhere and there was nobody behind them in the minors that was capable of doing anything? And now somebody's freaking out? A national, prominent national media member, different sport, but still a prominent national media member is, is freaking out because there was an article discussing what they're going to do now that all of this talent is starting to rise to the major leagues. I'm, I'm, I'm missing out here on something, something I don't. I don't get it. I really don't get it. And is that really the burn that you think it is? I don't know who you are. I, I'm Curb Curb Street, and I'm I'm so big time. I've never even heard of you. Okay, well, I'm I'm still making a pretty nice living covering the baseball team that you say you love. Like every day, I'm here every day. And far be it for like you know, Trent and I have had our differences over the years. But just take the article for what it is. It's a good problem to have. It's better than the problem we've seen in this franchise 
for most of the last 25 years. Oh, gosh. Oh, darn. Too many good players. What are we ever going to do? There's seven spots. I mean, look, they're not going to play. Neither of these, none of these guys are going to play catcher. They're not going to pitch. That's not how they're going to be used. You have seven other spots to figure it out. Just do that. How about just do that? I also get a kick out of like the whole Herb Street. He's an alpha. What does that mean? Is he is he marking his territory? Is he is he peeing on bats? Is he is he barking at people that that try to usurp his power in the clubhouse? He's an alpha. <laughs> okay. Does he wear a Viking hat and a robe around the club? Well, if he hits a home run, he does do that. He does do that. Are you with me in this this curiosity about how all of a sudden Jonathan India? And again, I like Jonathan India. I, I think I hope Jonathan India is here for a long time. But how a guy that's in the in the early stages of his third season in Major League Baseball is seen by some as this, you know, Scott Rowland type? Am I missing something there? Yeah, I don't I don't get where Herbie was coming with that. Like, do I love the way Jonathan India plays the game? Absolutely. Guy gives you good at bats. He plays hard. Now, he's not a great defensive second baseman. And that's why there had been some talk previously that maybe you put him somewhere else. Because you have guys that are, you know, two-way in terms of they can play. You know, Matt McClain has, has been very good at shortstop. He's very good at second base. He's a better fielder than Jonathan India. He's as good of a hitting prospect as Jonathan India. And we can't even, we're not even allowed to compare Jonathan India to, to Ellie De La Cruz's tools. Glove, bat, speed, arm, power. Like, that's, that's not, that's doing Jonathan India a disservice. He wasn't touched by the genetic hand of God. But he's a very good baseball player, and they will find a spot for him to continue helping this team. Maybe that's a second. Maybe it's not. I don't think he's going to be traded in anywhere in the near future because he's really stinking good. You don't trade guys that are really stinking good that you still have under control for four more seasons. But if you're going to write the article... You have to put in the article that a trade is at least one of the options. Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So I don't see what you're freaking out about. And if you want something of value back, you have to give away something of value. Right. If you've got an opinion on Jonathan India, phone lines are open. 513-749. 1530, if you've got an opinion on the Joe Burrow contract, are you worried? Do you think that Joe Burrow will will be paid so much money that this Bengals run could be put in jeopardy because they won't be able to pay anyone else? Here's the other thing that I feel comfortable about, Taryn, with this franchise right now. We're not seeing a lot of money tied up in old. I do. I think in the NFL, that's where you get in trouble. You tie a bunch of money up in guys going into their 30, 31, 32. Now, are there exceptions? Sure. There are, you know, guys that are still great in that time range. But for the most part, in that league, it is a young man's league. And the Bengals have basically said, we have no intention of signing guys to contracts that carry them into their 30s, where we're committing money committing significant money to guys at that age. So instead, what are they doing? They're relying heavily on stocking the roster via the draft, making smart decisions on who to add for that or who to keep in that second contract, and then going out into the free agent market and looking for options that still fit that criteria. You have to think that's why Von Bell's not here, right? A four-year contract would have would have put Von Bell at like 32, 31 going on 32 at the end of his deal. They have shown that that is something that they are trying to avoid, something they are trying to stay away from. So is it safe to say that uh, either Chase or Higgins, and not both, will only get through this, this next contract? I, I think I still think they find a way to do both. They think they'll get another long-term extension after this first one. No, no, no. I I think they each get one. I'm talking about down down, down the road. You're talking about a third deal. The rookie deal, the second deal. I think they both get the second deal. I think on the third, you have to make a decision on one of them. At that point, I think you have to. They will have each been with Burrow by that point for like seven years, eight years. If Joe's as good as he you, you think he is, by that point you can go out and, and find him another top end receiver. Sh- shouldn't you be able to? Because here's the thing that I don't think gets talked a lot about on that, Taryn. If you have those two guys, you know what you don't have to do for the time that you have them both? You don't have to spend a premium draft pick at wide receiver which has become one of the premium positions. And by premium, I mean 
you want to get one first or second round. Like you really, you really don't want to spend a lot of time trying to find a one or a two in that fourth and fifth round like you do with, say, maybe linebackers, safeties, offensive linemen. Teams are going up and getting these top-of-the-board wide receivers early. And the Bengals aren't going to have to do that. They aren't, as long as Chase and, and Higgins are healthy, you don't have to use that premium draft capital. Where were Chase and Higgins drafted? One in the top five, one early in the second round. Premium draft capital on a premium draft position that you don't have to you can take off your board in rounds one and two as long as you have those two guys. Now, you get to that third deal, right? You get to that third chunk. Now you can say, all right, we got to replace one of them with a younger guy. That's where they're at with Tyler Boyd. They just drafted what they hope to be his replacement. And I do think it's a little different in the slot. You can find small, shifty, fast slot guys in those third, fourth, fifth rounds. Late day two, early day three. But you're not getting Jamar Chase or T. Higgins in the third or fourth round. Now you can use early picks on offensive linemen, elite offensive linemen. Elite edge rushers, elite corners. That's a smart way to do business, I think. It works out great for everybody. Let's take a break. More after this. It's not easy. ESPN 1530. Is this really the first, like, one of the only times Nate Dog went high? I believe so. Like it was always low, right? He was always he's always baritone or bass. Yeah. A little alto there in Nate Dog. You don't hear that much. I think on this whole album he, he kinda went high because on So Fly he he kinda went high too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What a great album. It stinks that you can't just roll it on Spotify and play the whole thing. Exactly. Like you gotta wait for it to come up. I mean the other option is you can I think it's on YouTube. But then that kills your battery because you you had to play the whole thing. I'm glad Snoop did finally put all the, the Death Row projects back out there, though. Yeah. But I want 213. Correct. <laughs> I want to listen to the 213 album. Let's talk a little basketball, Taryn. I, I, I'm interested in your thought. I know, I know you're, a, you're a big basketball guy. It's something you, you are passionate about. Cincinnati... Good, good offseason in the transfer portal. Uh, they they do still need waivers for two of these guys. And Temple transfer Jameel Reynolds, uh, who I'm told checked in when he got to campus at 6'11", and seven-footer 
Aziz Bandago, uh, who transferred in from Utah Valley and is an alien. If you watch that UC Utah Valley game, you're like, what? Who is? What is this dude? What are we doing? How does how does this guy is this guy human? No, he's an alien. Uh, he checks in at seven foot with a seven foot three wingspan, seven foot four wingspan, and Jameel Reynolds also with a seven three wingspan. You match them up with uh, Victor Locken, who is six eleven, and Sage Tolentino, who is seven foot plus. And Cincinnati now has four guys on their roster over six foot eleven. Lockin, Reynolds, and Bandago all expected to be top of the roster guys. Not enough minutes to go around for those guys all playing center. That's not how it works. You're you're not going to get those two those three guys at 13 minutes a game. So somebody's going to have to play the four quite a bit. My guess is that will be Locken. He's done it. I mean, he played a lot of four last year. People people didn't realize is when Locken and Odio Guama played together, Odio Guama was generally the five and Locken was the four, especially on offense. So we're going to see a lot of traditional two big sets. And, it, and it's not quite, I mean, you know, if you – want to get technical you probably would list all three of them as centers in their like draft profile so you're playing with potentially two bigs together a lot and the college game especially has gone small we did see this work some last year with arizona uh, they played a lot of two bigs. Now, Tabellis was the one that played the four and was very skilled. Could pass, could shoot, could do a, you know, a lot of different things. So even though he was seven foot or six eleven, whatever he was, um, he gave you some versatility. In today's game, Taryn, do you think teams can still win big with two guys that size on the court? Yes, if one of them is skilled. And Locken has shown some skill. Reynolds, I think, you know, the staff has been a little bit surprised at how well he has shot the ball uh, so far this summer since he arrived in town. So as long, I think that's the key thing, right, spacing. Yes. Because if you put two bigs down on the block or one in the high post, one in the low post, you know what your guards can't do? They can't drive. Your guards and wings can't drive because there's two defenders just sitting in the lane at all times waiting for you where do you think do you think the trade-off is worth it in a and especially in the big 12 the big 12 they have gone that's a big wing league a lot of their fours are just six seven six eight wings do you think the trade-off is worth it what you get offensively where you should have a mismatch posting your guy up or or having your guy pick and roll um your foreman, or do you think it potentially hurts you too much having a big guy trying to guard a skilled 6'8 wing? Yeah, no, I, I'm of the mindset I want teams to match up with what I got. I'm of that mindset too. I, I Look, especially if you've got Bandago in the game, like that dude is an elite rim protector. So if he gets beat, you should have somebody back there 
that can erase or at least alter the mistakes. I I, I just I, I bring this up because I think it's fascinating. Because that's it's just not how basketball is played in large part anymore. And it, it's funny because that's not how the transfer portal is supposed to work. Because bigs are the the rare commodity. Like you don't just go in the transfer portal and grab a bunch of big men. And Cincinnati was able to go get two of the best big men uh, that were available through the portal. And, and you can't turn that down. Especially more so in college. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The portal in college, it's supposed to be, if you get one, because everybody's looking for him. If you get one, you had a really good offseason. They had one. They went out and got two. <laughs> and then I like the option of like being able to mix and match like those guys. Like I said, you can you have the option to go in two bigs, but then you can go either one yeah. at the same time. So. Or, or any of the three. Right. Individually down there and then have like a John Newman at the four, Josh Reed at the four, Odio Guama comes in uh, and gives you a different – it should be a fascinating roster. Because one through 11, one through 12, there's a bunch of talent. But as we know, 11 or 12 guys, you can't play 11 or 12 guys. There's just not the minutes to keep everybody, one, satisfied, and two, I, I think it keeps you from, it works against you in trying to keep guys hot or, or to get guys hot. Because every three, four minutes, you're constantly having to cycle. If you're trying to get everybody, you know, in that 20-minute range, 20, 22, 23-minute range. Now, I know the talent was done. I knew the talent was, was, was wildly different. Did yes. Calipari do that one year? Well, he did the, the, platoon. the platoon. Yeah, he had just straight up, he had five guys ready to come in, five guys ready to go out. And wasn't great. Ooh. Oh, no, Taryn. Uh-oh, what? Red's trailing 2-0. You know who did it? Yelich? No. It was not Winker because he's hurt. It's Joey Weimer. Who? You don't know who Joey Weimer is? No. Remember back in 2019 when Cincinnati went to the college world, went to the regionals, and they had the, the dude with the long blonde hair that would play the guitar like when he got big hits and like was a big personality was like the star of that team. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Joey Weimer. Oh, and you know what flashed right in front of my, my, my brain. What happens every time they play the Cubs? Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who goes off? Oh, Ian Happ. Where did oh, Ian UC, Happ go to college? UC, yeah. Is Joey Weimer the new Ian Happ? Mm. In his first game against the Cincinnati Reds? Two-run home run. Center field. I blame the uniforms. <laughs> They're too hot. So it's uh, it's two to nothing in the bottom of the second. Reds have a runner on first with nobody out. But that was the that's literally the first thing that crossed my brain is oh great Joey Weimer's the new Ian Happ, and every time the Reds play the Brewers, Joey Weimer's just gonna rake. <laughs> Let's take a break. More after this. ESPN fifteen thirty. Now, now this one will be played at some point tonight, but not until late. Oh, right. You don't play this one at 9. This one's like, what, 11.30? Maybe midnight? About 11.30. Progression. At the same time. <laughs> I ain't on hiatus, I ain't missing an action. I'm the center of attention, attention. The, the main attraction. When I enter the turf, that's line here. People gather around me like an ice cream truck. People always ask If you don't know what this is, I don't think enough people know what this is, Tim. Oh, no. It's called Mount Westmore. Snoop Dogg, E40, Too Short, and Ice Cube. The album is, is, is underrated. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. We're almost to the finish line, T. It's gone fast today, though. Looking forward to the, to the week you're in. Yeah. Have plenty of time. Yeah. Dick in Dayton. What's going on, my friend? Long time no talk. How are you? Oh, I'm good, uh, Chad. I just wanted to tell uh, Taryn I'm enjoying this uh, good life. You know, you're talking about music, but yesterday, I think, my strings or my hands we had two concerts and it was ukulele and we just rocked the house and i was all ready and i've been finding blues jams and just places to go and just having a good time and go reds there you go go reds (laughs) two nothing deficit right now dick they're down two nothing in the bottom of the second yeah but you know what though oh two one sorry two one two to one yeah but look at these, they, they're coming back like they did, and they've got the potential on the, oh, I can't believe that, I can't think of the pitcher that that, that, that stuck that guy out, you know, when they had a one-run lead, but I'm telling you, Ed, I think you, you have a good June, and, you know, you, you might be, you know, by the All-Star break, you never know, but I just wanted to say another thing, too, about I love the Bengals draft picks, I did, and I, um, I know, I think they'll be there this year. I think they will at the defense. You know, they got a hell of an offensive line. You know, if they use uh, his name up the middle there, I think they can do it. And uh, Higgins and uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Chase, that's a good combination. What do you think? 
I, I think they're in a good spot. I think the roster is well constructed. Um, you've got your your franchise left tackle now. Um, yeah. You know, if you get Jonah Williams on the right side, uh, in the right mind frame, yeah, to to help you know be a veteran leader on this team. Uh, yeah. Even if it is, I mean, it's a big year. Let's face it; it's a big year for Jonah Williams, one way or the other, because it, it, the rest of his NFL career is, is in many ways, going to be determined how he yeah. plays as a right tackle. And and if he's really good, that's really good for the Bengals. It probably means it's his last season here, but but yeah. that's okay. That's that's how this league works. You can't get too caught up in, you know, unless you have a mass exodus or or you're losing, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know, generational talents roster's turn in mm-hmm. in football and you know especially in the NFL at the at the top of the sport uh because you can't pay everybody so if if the line is where it needs to be and I think the key early is safety and, and that transition if those guys can get on the same page fairly early yep. at safety at the back end of that defense then you know this team can be really good right away uh, I do think, Dick, my, I've said this a lot this offseason, yeah. the next step for this team is proving they can be a team that can consistently win 13, 14 games. Yeah. Because yeah. being a 10, 11 win team is is great. You're going to make yeah. you're going to make the playoffs. You're going to be in position to win your division, but you're not going to be ahead of Kansas City and you're no. probably going to be right there or, or right behind Buffalo. Uh, the Jets are are on the come up. The Dolphins are very good. If you're going to seriously be in contention to make the Super Bowl every year, you have to do what the Chiefs do, and the Chiefs win 13, 14 games every year. That's the next step for me in terms of the regular season for the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Pittsburgh or Cincinnati will give us any fits, or do you think they'll be better? Or, Cleveland, you mean? You know, who knows? Yeah, Cleveland always gives Cincinnati fits for some reason. They like do. even even you know the entire Burrow era, they haven't been good, but they've given Cincinnati trouble. Um, hopefully that that turns around, and because I think the Bengals, I I, I don't I think Deshaun Watson doesn't have it anymore. Um, well, but, yeah. Well, listen, Chad and uh, Karen, it's a pleasure, buddy. Hope to talk to you again. All right, thanks, Dick. Appreciate it. Okay. Have bye-bye. a good day. Have a great weekend. Yeah. You too. Bye-bye. Taryn, I got a question. Yes, sir. Did Dick and Dayton just cut me off because I was talking too much? I think so. That's the first time uh, Dick ever got off the phone on the, on the radio station. Usually we had to put him off. Did he? Was I talking too much? Did he not like my answer? I I don't think I, I think I have to, like, I think this is my last day on the radio. I think Dick likes to be in control of the conversation. Yeah, that doesn't work with me. I talk a lot. <laughs> Dick and Dayton just hung up on me, Darren. He gave me the, all right, thanks. We got it. We were up against it. We got to go. That really just happened. My ego, my ego needs, needs a reset. We're going to take a break. Final segment of the day coming up. We might just listen to music. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. <laughs>
Here we go. Final segment of the day. Reds and Brewers in the middle of it. Two to one. Brewers lead. Top of the third inning. How, how was your Memorial Day weekend, T? Pretty good. Pretty good. Spent six hours on the grill on uh, Monday. Nice. I uh, didn't have to worry about it because we, we were driving home. And uh, got home at like three o'clock. Went straight to my aunt's house for the for the cookout. My uncle had it all under control. I didn't have to make anything. I didn't have to do anything. Just show, it's one of the rare holidays. I just got to show up, and we took the puppy over and relaxed and had a good time. There we go. Do you see? Do you see the puppy? Have I showed you? Did I show you a picture of the puppy yet? No, I didn't see the puppy. Oh, we got a good one. It's amazing how much a puppy can like change the the attitude of things things were pretty down in the brendel house for a little bit you know things things were a little rough and then we got a puppy and now we got some some new life she demands your attention she's a shepherd husky mix oh so she she talks like a husky and has that look like a shepherd like you you better listen to me like i'm i'm talking to you hey over here love me yeah Damn it, love me. So I get to hang out with them tonight. A little fire pit Friday action. You got you got a big weekend on deck? You're probably going to the Zach Brown concert after this, right? Uh no. No? You're not going with Tony? Uh, no. <laughs> I am excited for uh, July, though. Big concert month for me. What, what are you going to see? Well, we know we got fifty we got fifty cent coming, July 29th. Okay. River Bend. Okay. The week before that, uh down at PBS, uh Snoop Dogg. Oh wow. Who's he here with? Um, it's it's a weird lineup that day. You know, he's there for the music festival, but it's him. Like he he's on Saturday, so it's him, Babyface, and Al Green on the same day. <laughs> that's not a that's not a if you would if you would have bet me if you'd get like I'll give you a million dollars to name the two acts with Snoop Dogg that day. I would I would not have won a million dollars. You could have given me a million tries, and I still would not have won a million dollars. Babyface and Al Green. I yeah, would that's, not have that's, got that. That's a weird combination. I would not have got that. I mean, I I would go see it. Don't get me wrong. I saw. Um, remember when ESP or uh, ESPN? Remember when MTV used to do like like have music on? Yes. Uh, they used to remember they'd do Spring Break. Yeah. Oh man, I wish I was, wish I was old enough for them. So the they did one one year. You might remember this. They did one in Panama City, and they had Snoop, and we were there. This was was about oh ninety six. Oh ninety six. Oh, oh, this was yeah. This prime ninety six. Ninety six or ninety seven. Might have been ninety seven. It was one of the two. But uh, yeah, we 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 had a good time. We had a good time. Oh, that had been right around the time Pac died. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, it was right after Pac died Ooh. because there was security everywhere. Like there were like snipers up on the top of the the building. Like they were. Um, so they had a yacht in the like out in the ocean, and they would ride in on a boat and drop off like Snoop or whoever was performing. And then as soon as they were done performing, they'd rush them back to the boat and take them back out to the ocean. Yeah, like they didn't, there was no traveling. They weren't in the city. They weren't staying at a hotel. <clears throat> they, big, big yacht, like 
you know, three, probably two, three miles out in the ocean. Yeah, I missed I missed that MTV spring break time. It was wild. It was wild. Club uh, Club La Vila, that's what it was called. Club La Vila is where MTV always posted up in Panama City. Well, Chad, you, I, know, I know you're probably aware there's a Freaknik documentary coming out. Really? Yes. When's that come out? Um, hopefully around the end of the year. I know Jermaine Dupri is uh, producing it. Nice. That should be pretty good. So hopefully um, you weren't in none of those videos and anything wild. No, no. That was uh, it was a weird weekend. It was a weird weekend. Your 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 mic's not on. Uh, I was saying goodbye to somebody. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking into the mic. No, that was the I had a the 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 girlfriend at the time. This is the the girlfriend before I met Kelly. It was a weird. It was weird. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but what what are, what are the plans? Just hang out this weekend? Yeah, just just sit back, relax, vibe. It's gonna be hot too. It is gonna be hot. I'm a, I'm a little worried about the fire tonight. Uh, like we're gonna have to wait until pretty much almost dark. Cause it, it's it's hard to start a fire when it's ninety two degrees outside. So that means you're probably gonna start. For, it does get dark to roughly like eight forty five. Probably 8.30 is when I was thinking, like 8.15, 8.30, get it rolling, and go from there. That's going to wrap it up. I didn't have any sports left to talk about in that last segment. I did the best I could. We're not really supposed to talk about Reds when we're when – we're, we're supposed to do counter-programming. So we did Chad and Terrence, the holiday and weekend plans. I mean, it's Friday. I mean, how many people are really listening? Everyone's tuning over to the Reds anyway. Yeah. We could have played music this whole segment. We could have. And I, people probably would have been happier with that than to hear us talk about what we talked about. Mo will be back Monday. Cincinnati's ESPN 1530. Don't act as if you did not know She let me play with her fraud I'm working late Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season's Stay late, come often.